Welcome to the Productivity Mastery Podcast, presented to you by myself, Stoyan Yankov, productivity and performance coach, keynote and TEDx speaker, and co-author of the Perform Methodology, and the book, Perform, The Unsexy Truth About Startup Success. Join me on a journey to discover what some of the world's leading professionals do to be more productive, create peak performing teams, and build successful global companies. New episodes weekly. And now, enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm uh, tuning in today from Cosenza, Italy, uh, in Calabria, I believe. We just finished the team offsite with uh, the Startup Wise Guys Cyber Batch, uh, and it was amazing. But as exciting as it was being in the mountains with these great startups, I'm even more excited to welcome my guest today, Colin Mitchell, who is the co-founder of Salescast, a guy who can teach you anything you want about sales, but also can help us all get inspired on how to build a podcast and how to be a great guest on podcast and grow your business. That's what we're going to dig into today. So if you're joining us live, make sure to post your question in the comments without any further ado. Colin, how are you this morning in the United States? I'm good, man. I'm excited. Been looking forward to having this conversation. These are two topics that I deeply enjoy talking about, and I know you have a ton of experience too. So uh, we're going to have a fun time and hopefully provide a ton of value to anybody tuning in today. Let's, let's get into it, man. How did you get into podcasting? Let's start from there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the short version of the story is uh, my co-founder, Chris, invited me on his podcast for the first time. Never been on a podcast before. Uh, it was, this was pre-COVID, pre, you know, everybody has a podcast, you know, um, you know, and it was actually in studio. So imagine that, right? Like vast majority of podcasts these days are done entirely virtually. You're in Italy, I'm in the United States, like, and we're doing a podcast, right? So this was in studio, totally different experience. Um, had never been on a podcast before. And we talked a little bit about like work-life balance. I was, you know, um, running multiple companies at that time and, uh, had my, uh, had my, had three kids at the time. I have four now. And so, you know, managing, uh, you know, three companies and three kids, kind of a lot. So work by life balance had a lot, lot to share on that topic. And I just genuinely had a really good time. And, you know, I'm kind of the type of person that like, if I enjoy something, I'm just all in. So the next natural thing for me was, you know, didn't give it a lot of thought. I was just like, Chris, I think I want to start a podcast. And, uh, you know, he said he could help me with that. And we started that podcast uh, with a very different goal in mind for a company that I was running at the time um, before I exited. I exited that company in, in February, um, but we were going to leverage the podcast to grow that business. And unfortunately, it didn't work that well for uh, a very transactional type of sell, you know, product. Um, and but what ha- kept happening is, you know, every few people that would come on my podcast were like. I think I want to start a podcast. How do I get started? Can you help me? And so that's when we kind of started to think like maybe we're onto something. We started helping a few folks and then eventually started SalesCast together um, where we power content led for uh, po- content-led growth for B2B brands. Uh, podcasting is a huge piece of that puzzle. Um, and that's kind of where we started, but it's like expanded from there. 
And you guys, uh, just to get a bit of a context for the audience, you've been helping more than 80 people to launch the B2B podcast. Can you give me a bit of a perspective about your experience helping customers yeah. with sales customers? Yeah, 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 definitely. So we've launched over 100 shows. We currently produce about 80, you know, over 80 shows at the moment. Um, and then we've also placed people on shows through our influencer program. We've placed over 500, you know, we've made over 500 placements of, you know, sending guests to podcasters. Um, and then we also have a podcast community of over 600 members as well. And that's all just in like, you know, two year, two ish time, you know, year time period there. Can you maybe just from your personal experience, give me an overview why, why podcasting is still something relevant and worth it, especially for businesses from a business perspective, why should people consider mm. starting a podcast? Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons. One of the reasons that I personally, you know, fell in love with podcasting is just through the single activity, it can serve so many different purposes, right? So we all know that like we need content. If you've been sleeping on that, you're still kind of ripping your hair out. Like, how can I have a consistent flow of good quality content to post across every channel that my ideal clients hang out on and not feel overwhelmed? Well, a podcast solves that problem. I mean, if you just do a weekly show, you know, you're going to have more than enough content than you know what to do with. And we're talking about videos. We're talking about stuff for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube shorts, LinkedIn. You know, the podcast platform is just one distribution channel, right? So there's that piece of it. Um, and then there's the most important piece, which is my personal favorite, um, is the relationships that you get to build. I mean, what's your favorite part of your podcast? Like what's been the biggest value for you personally or professionally? It's pretty much the same. Uh, as opposed to you, actually, the COVID pandemic uh, was the, uh, the driver in many ways to start yeah. a podcast. Um, I've been sitting home and it's like, okay, I know all these amazing people. I'm locked at home. I'm not speaking. That was 2020. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I need to connect with people. Yeah. But why not record this and actually launch it as a podcast and uh, have other people get inspired when they're at home? And man, it's been a blessing. Um, as you said, maybe one of the I'm the biggest listener of my podcast is like I will listen to the episodes. Um, yeah. I look forward to having these conversations with people like yourself and just uh, to get inspired, to to learn some new tools, to to reflect on some specific topics connected to, in my case, business, productivity, entrepreneurship, personal development, uh, and as you said, when you spend an hour having a conversation with somebody in which you are the one asking questions, you're curious, you people really create this connection with you, which you can really, I mean, some of the people we had on the podcast and you've, you've had some incredible people on your podcast is, it's like, they're not going to give you one hour of their time for no reason, right? Like, I mean, you have a chance to actually talk to and have one hour of the time to ask any question you want and have a conversation with some incredible people. So I think that's been the biggest thing, but, but the other part, as you also mentioned, is the, is the content piece. It's the, it's not just the podcast, right? Like we are recording on video right now. Then my team is going to look into the video is going to pick some snippets. We're going to find some quotes. We're going to send it to you. We're going to send it to the other guests. 
And now how we have a whole bunch of um, little pieces of content that could be reshared and hopefully we can feature you. Hopefully we can feature the other guests so you can, we can help you to reach any of your business goals and then we've got better friends, right? So, so I think it's, it's a combination of all those things. And as a byproduct, I got to say, um, we happen to, to get customers who are guests on the podcast uh, because then they understand what you do. You get into conversations, you build a relationship. At some point down the line, they're like, you know what, Stoyan? I love that you're doing these productivity workshops. How about we get on a call and talk about you do something for our team? Or I know these mm -hmm. people down there. I recommended you. So actually things evolve. But I'm I'm not there with the perception of I'm here to sell stuff. Yeah. Um, my, my thing is I just want to talk to amazing people. And hopefully people who are listening and following, they can... Um, they can get inspired. They can get find some practical tools, and um, and the other part to it is the what can we do as hosts to support the guests on the podcast? Which mm -hmm. I think, and, and I would love to to talk to you about that. But I think many podcasters, and I've been guests on many podcasts as well, um, somehow they get you as a guest, and that's it, right? Like, and mm. they want the content, but but the ones that take the extra step and ask you, hey, Colin, what do you need help with? How can I help you? What, what, what's your focus these days? Can I introduce you to these people? Can we do something? I think that uh, definitely um, you, you build a better connection, uh, better relationship in, in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so many good things there. I mean, uh, just to kind of take it back to, you know, one thing you mentioned there is, you know, you started this in the pandemic like many people, but the big difference is you're still doing it <laughs> because, you know, a lot of people give up on podcasting way too early. And, you know, I think that you also brought up a really, 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 really good point, right? Is like, yeah, you're, you're generating business through people that come on as guests as the podcast, which is great. Um, but that's not necessarily in the intention, right? It's a by, byproduct of doing the activity of really, you know, creating good content and collaborating with people and providing value. Um, you know, there's a way to do it right where it doesn't feel like, cause there's so many people who have launched a podcast with that concept of like, I'm going to invite people on that I want to do business with. And like, that's the only reason that I'm inviting you on my show. And it's very obvious, right? Because, you know, it gets very much uh, to try to, trying to get them into the sales funnel, like right away. Um, you start getting like tons of emails and, Hey, I do this and Hey, we offer you this. And it's just, you know, and then it becomes very, very obvious. And, and even just by even how they show up, even how they show up, you can, sh you can really sense that they just really don't care. They really don't care. They just want to like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on some of those podcasts where you've gone and just like, that was a horrible experience. You know, it was just like, they weren't prepared. They had horrible questions and then they wanted to tell you about what they do right after you're done recording. I'm not, I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> I, I had an intro call, introduction call with somebody. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to have me on his podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get on a call. So we start talking. Probably I spoke 1% of the time and it was a one hour conversation. Every word yeah. I said, he would turn it into, yeah, yeah. I also did this and we did, 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 did five minutes. Yeah. And like at some point he turned it into, you know what? You have a podcast. Why don't you get this a guest? And then we'll see about mine. I'm like, what's going on? You know, like, what was that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and hey, I mean, it, it, there's nothing wrong with being smart and being strategic and saying, hey, these are the people that I want to build relationships with. And maybe that results in a sale. Maybe it opens a door to another opportunity. Maybe it creates some sort of partnership or collaboration or something, right? Um, so there's nothing wrong with being like strategic about who you ask on your show. Um, but just be a good person, you know, and make it about them, right? You're inviting them on your platform to lift them up, to collaborate, um, to let them tell their story, you know, to, um, you know, give them content that's going to like lift them up across your network and your platforms and theirs. Um, and then if, if you get a good vibe and, and it makes sense to do something else together, cool. You know, when you invite somebody on your show and you ask them a ton of questions, you know, if they're a half decent person, they're naturally going to be curious to know a little bit more about you. If the conversation has been mostly about them. Um, and, and that's where, you know, a lot of those really good conversations happen even after the podcast, right? That's why I always recommend, you know, like if you're going to do a 30 minute podcast, you know, which is kind of the average now schedule like 45 or even schedule 60. If you're going to do 40, like keep a buffer of time so you can talk a little bit before talk a little bit after. Cause that's where a lot of the magic happens. Um, and just don't be one of those podcasters where it's as soon as the episode goes live and it's like, Hey, please share it. Hey, please write us a review. And then like, you never hear from them again, right? You always want to be giving more than you're asking for. That's right. And, and they're naturally going to do many of the things that you don't ask them to do. If you're the, the, the kind and the nice person, you try to connect them and you try to provide value up front. And, you know, I had a conversation the last couple of weeks. I've been coaching um, two uh, startup batches. Uh, one of them was FinTech. Another one is uh, Cyber Batch and B2B, B2B startups, right? But yeah. I think there's also a lot of uh, people in the corporate world who are listening and who are wondering how the heck do I start? You know, how do I, you know, can you maybe give us a little bit of a brief overview of the basics? How do you choose yeah. the topic? Who do you invite? What's the format? Um, and how do we kind of, how frequently do we do it? Maybe a little bit on the technical side because people get afraid. I don't yeah. know where to start, right? So, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have to be that difficult, right? So the number one thing you need to think about first is like, what is the show going to be about? And what's it going to be called? And the unfortunate thing is people spend a little bit too much time on this. Like, just think about if you had all of your, you know, ideal audience or ideal customer profile in one room, what would those people, who are those people, right? And if those people were podcast listeners, what would they be searching on the podcast platforms? And that needs to be part of your name. It's extremely important. Uh, too often people try to get really fancy, overly creative, and they come up with these things that sound super cool. And it's like, wow, that is a cool podcast name. But unfortunately, nobody is searching for that. So, you know, you got to think about who are my ideal listeners? What do they search when they go into the podcast platforms? And that needs to be part of the name. Now, you can still add some, you know, creativity to that. Um, but you know, if it's a sales podcast, sales needs to be, if it's a productivity podcast, productivity needs to be part of the name. So that's, that's the most important piece because, um, most of your growth on the podcast is going to come from organic growth. If you're doing it right, that means picking a good name, picking great titles, having a good show description, having great show notes, 
Those are all opportunities that have SEO value uh, for you to get discovered naturally on the podcast platforms. Because too many people depend too much on social. And it's like social is great. Sharing the clips and the videos and all that stuff is good. But people don't realize that only a small percentage of people on social media are podcast listeners. Now, podcast listener growth is growing, um, but the best place to grow your show is actually on the podcast platform. So you got to pick your name and what the show is going to be about. Then you need recording software. Today, we're using StreamYard. I really like StreamYard for a couple of reasons, especially if it's going to be, if you're not going to outsource the production or you don't have creative people in-house that can do that stuff. And maybe the podcast post-production is something you're going to do on your own. StreamYard's a great option because you can have a nice overlay. You can even have an intro and an outro already set in there and it will really minimize the post-production editing for you if you're doing it yourself. Now, if that's not if that's not your situation and you are going to outsource or you have people that are comfortable video, uh, editing video and stuff like that, then I highly recommend using Riverside. It's higher quality video and audio. It's a great platform to use. Then you need a podcast host. Where are you going to host your show? So your, your show host is where you upload your episodes and then it pushes it out to all of the podcast platforms. Um, Anchor is a free one. It's horrible because it's free, but it does work. And it's one you can get started with. You can always move your host if you don't want to spend a ton of money at first. My go-to recommendation for hosting um, is to use Simplecast. That's what we use. That's what all of our clients use. It's what many people in our community use. Um, there's just some additional options like dynamic ad insertion and good reporting and stuff like that, where it's worth spending a little bit of money. So you've got your name, you've got your recording software, you've got your podcast hosts. Now you just need to record your first episode, right? So from there, um, you're also going to need like your show art. So if you don't have somebody that can create that or you're not outsourcing your show, go on Fiverr, Upwork, find somebody who has some decent reviews and, and get yourself some podcast art. Um, and then once you record your first episode, I typically recommend starting with like some friendlies, like maybe five or six people that you know that you're comfortable with. My first episode that I recorded was horrible. It was horrible. And, you know, I had asked a good friend to come on the show. And uh, at the end, he was like, hey, Colin, that was horrible. We should do it again. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was just so nervous. I couldn't, you know, uh, but at least I had somebody that was willing to give me some good feedback and I felt comfortable enough. Right. So it's important to just, you know, cause everybody sucks at this at first, like you're at episode 126 now, but like, I don't know, were, were your first couple of episodes, were, were, you, were you great at this at the very beginning? I think I still have a, a long way to go. Uh, but yeah, the first couple of episodes, definitely it's been, it was scary, man. And I think I definitely sucked and didn't know how to lead the conversation. Uh, you know, so you just got to start, as you said. And, and and people, I think, get stuck with this. I don't know where to start. How long should it be? The length of the episodes? Uh, what questions should I ask? Just, just, you know, come up with a draft, with idea. You know, maybe go and listen to some podcast and ask yourself, what kind of format works for me? You know, for me, um, the reason I'm recording virtually, the reason I'm having this super simple setup with this microphone I can take with me anywhere with a check-in luggage. I mean, in Italy right now, last week I recorded from Romania. That's my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I travel a lot because of my work. So I need to be able to, I don't want 
to be dependent on a studio location. And of course, that has the negatives that if I'm in a studio, if I have the cameras, um, it might be a better quality, right? But but again, that doesn't fit me because for me, simplicity matters. Uh, and you don't, you didn't have even my, my first episode. I didn't have a microphone. I had these headphones. So it was pretty bad quality. I think the the, the video was really bad quality. Everything they didn't have any. But you just start. You do a few episodes. You ask the guests what they feel. You send it to a few friends, um, and then and then you start. You take it from there. And, and actually, I wanted to to ask you because you work with many companies at the moment and obviously you're following what are the trends what are people listening um regarding formats what's the situation in the past podcast world right now because there's many different formats right there's the um an expert talking there's this 10 minute episodes like uh there's the like the, the usual that we do right now there's a guest we have a conversation on a specific topic i love 60 minutes for example because then we can go into a certain level of depth and I can get to know the person. But you mentioned also the average episodes right now is around 30 minutes. So, so I wonder if you can give us an overview about what are the formats and if there are any specific formats that uh, in 2022 people mm -hmm. like to listen to more. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously like much longer form shows, you know, um, but that's not everybody's appetite. And some of those are like anomalies. Those are like, you know, serious professionals, you know, um, a report just came out that's, you know, looked at about 2.5 million plus podcasts. And, you know, the trend is each year right now, episodes are getting shorter. Now the average, the average, right across 2.5 million is like 37 minutes. But in my opinion, that's still kind of long. Like it's really hard to get somebody to commit to 37 minutes um, unless it's very engaged, super valuable. Um, and so, what? because what we saw, um, you know, with the 80 plus shows that we produce, uh, which is about 2 million downloads per month, is we saw that the episodes that are, getting that are in that 37 minute range, right? Somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes. Um, they don't get a high percentage of completion. And so what that means is people are only listening to about 60% of that episode. And the reason that that's a problem is because that then tells the podcast platforms, this content is just okay. Um, and so there's a couple of ways to solve for that. Um, one is you can have a mix of like interview uh, episodes and shorter like solo episodes. So some, some of our clients, they will do one interview per week and one solo episode per week. And then with that solo episode, you want to keep it under 10 minutes. And what that does is the percentage of completion on those shorter sub 10 minute episodes are going to be like 90% completed or, or higher. And in some cases, people will even listen to it more than once. Like they'll listen to it. Maybe there's a great point. They'll go back. They'll listen to it again. Um, so there's that's one way to solve for it. Um, another way to solve for it is what I do with my show. Um, and, you know, obviously I have kind of an unfair advantage because I have a whole team that this is what they do every single day for 80 plus, you know, shows. Um, but my show is seven days a week and we keep 
every episode under 10 minutes. And the reason for that is because then we're getting a 90 plus percentage completion on every single episode. So the way you can win on the podcast platforms today is higher frequency, shorter episodes. Uh, the benefit of keeping it under 10 is it can also perform you know, fairly high on YouTube and other platforms like that. Um, and, and then the interesting thing is if you drop a 37 minute episode, somebody might skip past that or not listen to it, or maybe go to a totally different show, right? And listen to a different show and not your show because it's like, oh, I don't have 37 minutes. Uh, but if you have these five, six, seven, eight, all the way up to 10 minutes or less episodes, you'll get 37 minutes of their time but they just don't want to commit it to it. Right. So like, for example, let's say you have, you know, 10 minute show, 10 minute episodes, they might listen to three or four of them in a row. And that's really good as well, because if people were binge listening, they're completing 90 plus percent or hundred percent of your episodes that tells the platforms that people are really enjoying this content. And ultimately that's going to help you getting, uh, improve getting discovered on the podcast platforms. That's really good, man. And just for those of you who are listening and do not have a podcast now yet, um, it doesn't mean you have to have a six-minute episode. We're talking about trends here. And I mean, if, if you look into, I don't know, some of the biggest uh, in the industry, at least I'm operating in, like Tim Ferriss or like uh, Joe Rogan, like they have these three-hour episodes, right? So, so it, yeah. you know, they build an audience back in time and and there's people, so so so. It, Think about the algorithm, think about the platforms, but also think about who you are. I personally, now I'm listening to Colin, I'm like, maybe we need to get the best parts of the episodes and repurpose them. Maybe, uh, let's say, I did an episode with Colin on podcasting and, and then I have two other people in the next year on podcasting. I can maybe stitch together an episode and say three tips on podcasting so we have more episodes, right? Um, but... I love the 60 minute format. It's just yeah. what works for me. And I'm going to continue doing 60 minutes. I try different things and this is what works for me. So you got to be you, but you also have to respect the platforms. And, and I'm grateful for calling for sharing this, uh, uh, these good ideas. And, and then actually interesting to hear, have you seen any, any difference in terms of the number of views and percentage? Um, I'm not sure if previously you've been doing, uh, less frequent episodes, like, like weekly, uh, and did you change to daily and did you see any huge difference in terms of how the platform is presenting this to the to audience? Absolutely. The, the, the platform is going to, um, give preference in being discovered to shows that are staying consistent. Um, and you know, I would say something that comes up sometimes with people is they're like, I don't know if I can start a podcast, like maybe, and this is me too. At first I was like, you know, I'm super busy. Like I can do maybe one or two a month. Right. I was like, that's what I was willing to commit to. And that's just a horrible idea. If that's your mindset, like just don't do it. Um, because it's just, it's, it's really, um, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up to not win. And so find a way to do it efficiently, like maybe batch record, all on one day. Uh, maybe you do several interviews in one day. Maybe you do one 60 minute interview and that becomes four episodes and that's an entire month's worth of podcast episodes. Like figure out a way where you can at least get weekly. Like weekly is like the bare, 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 bare minimum. I would even say two a week, 
most of the clients that we're working with these days are doing three, five, or seven days a week. And that's because it's becoming, the podcast is becoming a staple in their entire content marketing strategy. So the podcast is just like one piece of the puzzle. We'll be back shortly. And here's my productivity tip. What helps me to focus and get a lot of things done? One of the tools that I use is called Brain FM. It is an app that uses specially designed music to improve your brain activity, help you focus or become more relaxed. Start your free trial at brain.fm forward slash Stoyan. And if you like it, you can get 20% off your subscription. Simply type Stoyan, S-T-O-Y-A-N, as a coupon code after your trial. And now let's get back to the episode. Um, also, there's really smart ways to look at like, what other things am I doing? Am I guesting on podcasts? Am I doing webinars? Am I doing speaking engagements? Am I doing any sort of live streaming? Like, is there other activities that I'm doing that I can pull content for from and repurpose that into podcast episodes? So we have many clients, they're super busy people running large businesses, and they don't have time to sit down and record for 30 minutes, definitely not 60 minutes. And so we're just pulling content from other things that they're already doing on a regular, consistent basis and turning that into podcast content. The other thing is, is you also don't have to have guests, you know, so you can have somebody who interviews you. Maybe that's a podcast agency. Maybe that's somebody within your organization and just extracts your thought leadership. And, you know, maybe you spend, you know, 45 minutes every other week together. And that can, that can really turn into a pretty significant amount of content by just spending an hour and a half a month. I love it, man. I know. I, I think I need to step up my game definitely when it comes to that. Like I, once in a while, I'll put together because I travel a lot, I do keynotes. And um, if I do a keynote, I got the recording, I'll put it as a bonus episode or as you said, but I think I can be much better at that now that we're talking. Um, I'll be guest on podcasts, but I haven't really been posting these episodes as episodes of this podcast, which kind of doesn't make sense because if the host is okay with that, why not? The, the podcast name is called Productivity Mastery. Many people come and listen because they want to hear tips and tools on productivity, on entrepreneurship. And this is what I talk about anyway. So why not actually using that um, to, to have more frequent episodes, to, mm -hmm. to have people, the, the audience, a chance to connect with you, to, uh, to choose from all the different options. Some people love to listen to the host being a guest. Some people love to, to listen to specific topics. Um, and it's interesting also to, to explore with you because you mentioned something interesting. I think most people probably, um, it comes surprising to them what you said, that the majority of the traffic to podcasts actually not coming from social. It's coming from the podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that. What are the major platforms that we need to pay attention to? And is there any specific things we can do in order to be more findable on those platforms? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, it's a great point too. And if we kind of think back to like maybe the person who hasn't started their podcast yet, right? Um, we mentioned getting your podcast host set up and that's going to push you out to Spotify and all these Stitcher and all these places. 
Um, but often a really important step that gets skipped is you have to manually submit to Apple and Google, which are two really important platforms. Like keeping it real here, Google does not is not a major, major, major podcast platform, but they are giving podcasts priority in search. So if somebody is searching productivity or maybe something a little bit more long tail around productivity, like there's probably a goody, pretty good chance they're going to stumble across your podcast. Even if Google is not the primary app that they listen to, they're going to find it. They're maybe going to listen to it. They're maybe going to get to your website. Um, so Google is an important platform, not necessarily for like driving tons of podcast listeners, but more for like in a business case sense, right? So Google and Apple, you have to submit manually. And what that means is you have to have one episode on your feed. Some people do a trailer. Some people do the inaugural episode. Um, you know, maybe it's a really short episode. Hey, I'm starting this podcast. Here's what I'm hoping to do. Here's what, how, what the type of value we're going to bring. Here's when we're going to drop episodes. So it can just be something really short like that. You know, telling people a little bit about yourself. Maybe you have somebody interview you, which is a great way to start it. Um, so you do need to manually submit to those places. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, but the the primary, the, I would say the three places you want to pay the most attention to, because there's all these podcast apps you've never even heard of, Stitcher and Overcast and Papalapalas or whatever. There's all kinds of them, right? Um, get on all of them. Like it doesn't hurt. You know, everything adds up. You know, I get small amounts of listens on on pretty much, you know, all of the apps. And then the primary listenership comes from Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And YouTube didn't used to be that big of a player in podcasts. Most people would never even publish their episodes on there because they didn't perform as well. Um, but YouTube uh, is really making a big push for podcasts. My guess is it's because Google Podcast hasn't been able to catch up with Apple or Spotify. Um, so YouTube, for the first time ever, just about three months ago, was the number one place that people listen to their podcast, which was mind-blowing. Um, Apple used to be the um, leader forever, and then Spotify sort of passed them because they acquired some massive shows. Um, but Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are the primary places. Now, the tricky thing is you can't really treat them all the same, but there's some good best practices. YouTube is, is a beast of its own. Um, optimizing on YouTube really takes some good strategy. Sometimes your titles on there might need to be different, your notes, your hashtags, all of the things that you would do to optimize a YouTube video. Um, Apple and Spotify are you know, fairly similar. I think I mentioned before, there's a few places that are like really high value SEO real estate, right? Number one is your podcast name. The second is your show description. This commonly gets overlooked. So like really having a really detailed, um, good keywords in your show description is really important. And then your episode titles matter, right? So your episode titles should have, you know, a hook, some creativity, but also some keywords, right? For your show, like, you know, I think... A lot of times like productivity might be, you know, in the, 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 the episode title. So that's an important place. Um, but also you don't want to just pack a keyword in there or put somebody's name in a number, right? You see that a lot where it's just like episode 52, 
you know, and then the person's name. It's like, that's doing nothing for you. So you want to draw people to, in to listen through those, but also use some keywords when you can. And then there's the show notes. Show notes are a big royal pain in the butt, um, but they're totally worth it because there's a lot of opportunity to write some good keywords in there to be found on the podcast platforms uh, as well. And then when you see people promoting their podcast, sometimes they're like, do I promote the Spotify link? Do I promote the Apple link? Like, I don't know. Definitely what you should do is you should sign up for Chartable. Chartable will give you some really, really, really good insights and data. Um, but they'll also, you can very easily create what's called a deep link. And so the deep link is if somebody clicks on the link from an iOS device, it's going to automatically send them to Apple Podcasts. If they click on it from a Android device, you can send them to Google Podcasts. You can send them, send them to Spotify. Um, if they're on a Mac, it will send them to Apple Podcasts. So there's lots of benefits of using a deep link. Um, and then you can have like a fallback or a default. Like, hey, if... if um, we don't know what they're maybe, you know, clicking the link from, um, then it will just send them like to your podcast host site, or it could send them to your specific podcast website if you have one as well. Love it, man. That thing's super practical. And, um, you mentioned Apple podcasts and I just wanted something very specific to, uh, how important is the, the rating and the, um, first of all, the number of ratings uh yeah. and, and does it matter if there's comments or they give you certain number of stars like is that very important or not really it, it is it is really 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 important because reviews are a metric that gets weighted a lot in the algorithm on the podcast platforms um but but the metric that gets weighted even more than reviews is net new followers so if you can get people to follow the show, that really holds a lot of weight. Um, but reviews hold some some weight as well as in being discovered. And it also uh, allows people to see like, hey, this is a good show. A lot of people are enjoying it. So friends, family, colleagues, you know, do whatever you have to do to like get some reviews. Uh, I would focus most of the attention for reviews on Apple. Um, and, and it really depends on your audience too, right? So if it's a business podcast, Apple tends to be the more primary, more dominant uh, place that people are listening to that. Um, and so I would, you know, most of our clients are focusing on getting reviews on Apple. There's other sites like Podchaser, um, really important to just get a few reviews on there because Podchaser has really good SEO. Um, so, and it shows up really nice when you have a, at least one or two reviews um, in the search. So, it, you know, if you search for your podcast, a uh, very good chance that like pod is going to come up first. It's kind of like Yelp for podcasts. Um, and let's say you have more of a younger demographic of people that are listening to your show, then Spotify might be what, where you will want to, um, uh, spend like a little bit more attention as well. It's still very important even in, in business podcasts. Um, and so, you know, some easy things that you can do is like, even with other podcasters, do some review swaps. Hey, you know, check out your show, drop your review. Hopefully you do the same for me. Um, lots of people are doing that in our community. We have a community of 600 plus podcasters. So they do review swaps. They do podcast swaps, which is like, hey, I'll come on your show. You come on my show. 
um, because meeting podcast listeners on the podcast platforms to get new listeners to your show is, is the best growth tactic. Um, and then um, the other thing that you can do is ask your guests. Like if somebody comes on your show, send them an email a day or two later. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Maybe even send them a personalized video. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed this particular thing. It'd be su- Your episode is coming out on this date. It'd be super helpful if you could drop a review for the podcast, you know, if you've checked it out or even from your perspective as a guest. Um, and here's how you do that. And give them, you know, link, simple instructions, make it super easy for them to do it so they just can't say no. Love it, man. Can you, can you, uh, can everybody join the community that you mentioned? Like, is that a, uh, how can people join this community? Yeah, yeah. It's super simple. They can just go to salescast, that's salescast.com community. Um, and then they can join the community for free. There's tons of resources. We do events. We have things on how to get yourself booked on a podcast. We have, uh, resources on starting a podcast, growing a podcast, monetizing a podcast, anything you can possibly think of. We have resources available for folks. If you're the man guys, uh, salescast.community, go check it out after, after you finish with this episode. Um, okay. Final question on Apple Podcast because uh, I think it's also kind of, um, as you said, one of the major platforms. Yeah. It could be also Spotify, but let's let's take Apple Podcast for a specific, um, for more specific case. If you have only one shot, you can only do one thing to grow your podcast on Apple Podcast. What would be the one strategy that you? focus most attention on is it going to be some paid campaigns is it going to be uh i don't know getting some super credible guests Mm -hmm. on the podcast uh, or some other growth tactic like what would you do if you can only pick one strategy yeah and 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 just to be clear like we've tested everything so everything you mentioned right like paid facebook ads paid paid on podcast app, uh, promotion, audio ads, um, uh, you know, big name guests. Um, we, we've tried everything. And the number one thing that grows shows number one thing, no matter what is guesting on other shows. That's it. Guesting on other shows will grow your show more than anything else. Um, and it's not as difficult as you may think. Um, there's a formula that you can follow to get yourself booked on three plus podcasts per week. And the most important thing is, is when you go on that show and you give a good message, do one thing only, and that's promote your podcast. Every podcast ends pretty much the same. Hey, where can people find out where can people connect? And most people mess it up royally. So let's take a step back for a second. How do we actually get booked on podcasts? Well, the first thing you want to do is you need to build a list. What are the podcasts that I think I can go on that I can actually add some value to? And so you can build a list on um, Podchaser. You can also build a list on Listen Notes. Those are both great resources. So if you love talking about productivity, search productivity. See every podcast that's about productivity. See every podcast episode that mentions productivity. So then we're talking about not just podcasts that are only and always about productivity, but other maybe entrepreneurship business shows that have had past episodes about productivity. But first I would say, start with the shows that are, you know, 
fully about your topic. And then once you cycle through those, then you can move to a broader uh, net, which is like shows that have talked about your topic, right? Because sometimes you might have shows that have, you know, occasional episodes where they can talk about stuff that are of value to their listeners, but it's not like their primary topic. So build that list. Um, on each of those platforms, you can get email information. It's, you know, it's decent. It's not, it's not amazing, but um, you can get their contact information. And then you can reach out to these shows. And so once you build your list and, you know, I would say I would focus on shows that are in the top 10% or higher. If they're in the top 10%, you know, they're probably getting at least a couple thousand downloads a month. If they're in the top 5%, they're probably getting 10,000 downloads a month. If they're in the top, top, top 1%, they're probably getting, you know, 100,000 downloads a month. So you can start to see like, you know, um, the audience size of these shows um, and you can rank them in order. And when you reach out to these shows, um, just do it right. And, and what that means is like actually go check out the show because you might waste a ton of time if you don't check out the show and then realize, well, this podcast doesn't even have guests like ever. It's a total solo act, right? And so then you just, you know, wasted your time and effort. So, so actually check out the show and you don't have to spend a ton of time. I'm talking like three minutes, three minutes. That's it. You don't even have to listen to an entire episode. Now, if you fall in love with the show, then maybe you subscribe and just become a fan, but you can go, you can find an episode. Don't pick the most recent one. Scroll down a little bit, you know, um, and pick an episode that stands out to you. Fast forward it a little bit, find something interesting, write that down in your Google sheet or whatever. Right. Um, I, I like to batch this, right. So I don't like, it depends on how you like to do things. You could do it like where you, you have a show, you do the research, you do the outreach, and then you move to the next show. I would recommend when you're in research mode, just stay in research mode, one show after another, get, you know, 10 or 20, where you have the show, you have their email and you have the research that you did from listening, you know, to a couple of minutes of the show. Um, and then while you're researching the show, drop them a five star review. Trust me. And, I'm, and, and, and then you're ready. Okay. And, and the reason is, is because podcasters care about a few things. Podcasters care. Number one, do you actually know anything about their show? They care about reviews, 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 reviews. They know the value of reviews. They're like gold. And then they care about, can you bring value to their listeners? And that last one is where a lot of people go wrong because I'm sure you've seen a bunch of people pitching, you know, that they'd love to be a guest on your show. And a lot of times does that outreach look like, hey, here's my one pager. I've been featured in Fox, NBC, and all these things that you know I probably paid for and didn't actually earn, <laughs> right? Um, and then here's how awesome I am. I've scaled multiple businesses and 10x this and you know, it's just, it's all bullshit. <laughs> like, like a lot of it's BS, you know, and it's, and, and the problem with it is, is it's all about them. Like it makes you want to throw up. I don't know. Do you, do you get that sort of outreach? I get, I get, I get 10 a week. Yeah. It's these. horrible. And it's like, I don't, and some of them are actually very credible, probably as experts, I, I'm not saying, but, but I don't want to read it. Like as opposed to yeah. the way we met, for example, we had a common uh, friend, I would say, uh, Rob, yeah. we had an introduction, we had a conversation, we hit it up. Okay, let's see if we can do some cool stuff together, right? But um, this whole, 
and there's, there's been people that have been kind, you know, cold, cold approach, just reaching out and they really took the time. You can really see that they, they respected your time. They're looking into how can I create value? As you said, instead of, I, I got one yesterday. It was, hey, I want to be on your podcast. Let's do it. Okay, why? <laughs> you know, like, uh, At least it's straight to the point. <laughs> right? No, but like, least... again, you know, it's, that's so, not how so, we do so, it. And I, and I think maybe, yeah. maybe here, like, it's a kind of a final topic to, um, and I think many people, not just who wants to start a podcast, but who want to be more known, become a thought leader to start owning yeah. the category you can think about. It's like, what is the best way to get booked at, uh, high quality podcast. Yeah. And, and also something you mentioned earlier, right. Was if you're unsure about starting your podcast, what do I talk about? What are the format? What are the length? How am I going to run it? All that. Like, this is a great way. You said, go listen to some podcasts. Well, go guest on some podcasts before you say, I'm going to start a podcast. You should go on a good run and have a good experience and go on a podcast tour and, and then, and then see how you feel about it. And if you really enjoy that experience, then the next logical step is step is to start a podcast. So, so the way that you can get booked on podcasts um, is one. So do that research, okay? And then when you reach out to these podcasts, um, you're going to follow a very simple framework. You're not going to send them a one pager. You're not going to send them a highlight reel of you on video. Um, you're not going to do what everybody else is doing, and, and, and you're going to keep it really simple and you're going to keep it super brief because these people are busy. They're typically, you know, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, you know, uh, they're, they're people that like podcasting is typically not their full-time job. Like it's something that they're doing as part of their business, or some people are even doing it, you know, after hours on the weekend, after their job or whatever the case is. So they're busy. So you're going to get some of a simple message and it might sound something like this. Hey, I checked out your podcast really enjoyed this episode, found this thing super valuable, right? Um, and maybe you add some of your thoughts on that. Um, I'd love to, you know, I, I dropped you a five-star review. Uh, I think I'd be a great guest for your show. Here are some topics that I think your audience might find interesting. And then you might list three to five at most. Um, maybe you have some general ones that you kind of talk about all the time, but you could also tailor those just a little bit uh, to their show. And so you can send a message like that. And then you can just say, you know, what do you think? Or do you think your listeners would find that, find value in any of these? And so that's how you're going to reach out to them. And then you're not going to just reach out to them once because, you know, sometimes they might say, oh, that looks like a great guest, but then they just get busy. Um, so you're going to follow up at least, you know, at least three to five times. Um, and, you know, if you follow up enough times that typically they'll just say yes, because they're like, oh, man, this person must really want to come on the podcast. Right. And um, so persistence will pay off um, if you want to take it up just a notch, say, like, if that's like the 1.0 version. If we want to go like 2.0, follow that same framework, but send them a video. So you say those things on video. OK, so you might send them an email, send them a DM with like one line and then a video. And the video will follow the same framework that we just mentioned as if you were sending them a message and, you know, make sure you're looking at the camera, make sure you're smiling, you're friendly, you're waving. Um, and then you go into exactly what I mentioned before. 
And, and the benefit of sending them a video is they can see that, hey, you have a microphone. Great. Then we can have good audio. Um, hey, you have a decent camera. You have a decent background. Like these are just little small details that podcast hosts care about. Like, are you, I don't know if we do an episode, are you going to join zoom from your phone in your car? Like, you know, the, the, people do that. It's as ridiculous as it sounds like people will do that. I've, I've had people show up to interviews on their phone and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we can't record, you know? So by sending them a video smile, showing them your energy, uh, maybe that, you know, if you're charismatic, like those are all going to help and make it much easier. And it's just another way to stand out in the inbox that most people aren't doing. Man, thank you so much. And I just want to add something here. Uh, and we already kind of mentioned it, but the the other best way to to get on podcast is by being introduced introduced by other people who were on podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, that's been probably the best for me, working for me. Uh, there's people who, who know me, I know them. Uh, so when they see that there is a fit, sometimes I ask people, hey, can you introduce me? Being honest, mm -hmm. but but sometimes actually I just got introduced by somebody who feels that, and then it's a lot more likely you don't have to build trust. It's like, oh, okay, this person thinks this person needs to be there. I'm definitely gonna check them out. Doesn't mean I'm going to definitely say yes, but I'll check them out. There's 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 something about it as well. Um, and keeping it real, um, I will be probably kicked out from the university from which I'm recording this podcast um, in Italy here in Cosenza. I'm just waiting any minute for somebody to come and kick me out. Uh, so, but <laughs> to wrap up this and Colin, yeah. thank you so much. Wow. So much. Uh, I mean, I probably have uh, seven action points from this episode myself, and I'm sure the audience have uh, uh, a lot more as well. Could you maybe just give me, and you already said where we are leading with the show, right? The summary of where could people find you? And more, more importantly, who can, who can use you and your team um, as, as, a, as a help, as a support to, to grow their podcast? Is that going to be, you know, SMEs, uh, corporates, thought leaders and consultants who could get in touch? Where can they get in touch so they can grow their business through podcasting? Yeah. So, um, you know, we work with typically B2B brands um, and we help them power content like growth through podcasting. So, uh, you can go to, you know, the best place is to, we, we mentioned the community. That's a great place to get started, right? So you can go to the community, get plugged in there. Um, and then if it makes sense to work together, uh, great. Um, the other thing, the other thing that you can do is, you know, if you enjoy uh, sales or anything like that is you can check out my podcast. It's on every podcast platform that you can possibly imagine. So whatever uh, platform you're listening to this on search sales transformation, we drop uh, daily episodes, weekends included to help transform the way that you sell. So if you're a business owner, entrepreneurship, coach, consultant, somebody in sales, check it out. Um, again, every, every day, seven days a week, and the episodes are under 10 minutes, uh, to help you transform the way that you sell. You can also go to salestransformation.fm. That's also a place where you can find all of the apps that we're on as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Colin. Thanks everybody for listening. Episode 126. If you enjoyed this one, make sure to check out Sales Transformation Podcast with Colin Mitchell. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing evening. Have a great day. Enjoying your morning coffee, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And I can't wait to see you once again the next episode of Productivity Mastery. Be well and see you.
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my monthly newsletter by visiting stoyanyankov.com and also learn about the Perform methodology and the Perform book, as well as our various personal and team coaching offers. Stay tuned and keep performing.